0: enterprise architecture in practice. Welcome to the episode four of Enterprise Architecture Radio. Until now, we have talked about large disruptive transformational innovation. And that was the topic of my discussion first, because these are very difficult to pull off because of the cultural challenges and the fear of change. That may give you the impression that the small evolutionary changes should be easy. But these changes also have their own set of challenges. There are two ways that an organization can grow. First is organically. Organic growth is usually the slow change. More products and services get added to the catalog. More business functions get added. Organization grows geographically as the markets expand. The organizational hierarchy gets deeper and it becomes necessary to delegate decision authority. And slowly, people start taking decisions about technology vendors, partners, and whatnot in silos. And we start losing efficiencies. The second way that the organization grows is inorganically. This is through mergers and acquisitions. Sure, there is an M&A team that takes care of these events. But there's still only so much that they can do. The leadership wants to leverage the benefits that these mergers and acquisitions bring in. This means that the teams that are usually involved in undertaking the integration are in a hurry to leverage the benefits of the integration. This, due to the time pressure, usually forces the teams to cut corners. The integration is usually quick and dirty and not the most efficient. This means that there are areas Where a bigger picture view could have helped in making the integration more efficient, which gets left out. And then once the integration is complete, these areas are never looked into, and the team usually moves on to their next big project. At some point, the leadership notices that the operational costs of the organization are increasing. And in trying to manage the bottom line, they end up taking measures that are probably not the best for the organization people get laid off, strategic project budgets get cut, and the organization is left none the wiser. But then it is not just about costs. These changes because of the silos and because of the inefficient integrations usually make the organization more rigid, simply because there are nooks and corners of the organization that are not very well understood. There are processes that are known only to the subject matter experts, tools and partnership contracts that are managed by specific teams within the parts of the organization, and then dependencies that are difficult to manage. Overall, the organization becomes monolithic, less modular, and difficult to change. And the general impression is created that large enterprises are less agile than young startups. The very thing that makes the young startups more agile is the understanding of the founders about their new and simple organization. They understand all the technologies that they are using, all the products and services in their catalog, all the different moving parts and business models off the top of their head. So any transformation or change in direction is easy to analyze and outcomes easy to understand. Take the example of Uber. It has a simple business model. Well, simpler than a pharma or a healthcare company anyways. And I'm not going to explain the entire business model. They're on the cab platform. Cab owners register as, well, cab owners, and customer book cabs on their app. During the pandemic in 2020 and after, they realized that the customers were using their cab service for a very different reason. They were sending packages using their cabs. Uber changed their business model and officially started a service called Connect. And most interestingly, it is cheaper than booking a cab. Now that's innovation. But it was easy for Uber because their business model is simple. All they had to do was give an advisory to their already existing cab owners about the new service, come up with a pricing model and a payment model for their cab owners, and of course, add a section called Connect. their app. Well, I might be oversimplifying it a little bit, but you understand the idea. But does that mean that a larger organization cannot be agile? What do you do to ensure that an organization, large or small, can be efficient, cost-effective, and agile enough to go through any transformation with a reasonable and viable investment of effort and resources? Just a few days ago, I wanted to buy an inverter in my house and set it up so that whenever there was a power outage, I wouldn't have to worry. So I called the electrician, and the first question he asked me was, do I have the electrical blueprints that the builder had given me when I purchased the house? Now, there's already a diesel generator backup in my house um, in about five electrical points, some lights and ceilings in the drawing room in the master bedroom, and a few plugs. But I wanted a full failover. What was connected to the DG didn't require the inverter backup. And the rest of the points did. So setting up the inverter wasn't a simple job. There was a little bit of complexity um, around understanding how the wiring was done. And having the electrical blueprints would help the electrician do his job. It is the same logic with enterprises. Uh, If you would like to change something in your organization, it would be infinitely more complex than setting up an inverter for power backup. And yet, Most organizations do not have any blueprints. Of course, the electrical blueprints in houses usually do not change once they've been set up. So blueprint printed on paper usually suffices. But when it comes to enterprises, it is a constantly changing, constantly evolving landscape. This set of blueprints that tell someone how the organization is structured, how it behaves, how it does its job and meets its objectives is what we call enterprise architecture. It is the architecture of the enterprise and it tells us how things are, how they should be changed, and what are the gaps that can be eliminated to make the enterprise efficient, cost-effective, and agile. Thankfully, we've made strides of progress in how we can document the blueprints of an enterprise. Today, there are tools and technologies that keep the blueprints constantly alive, constantly reflecting the most current state of the organization. There are EA frameworks that provide standardized methods for building these tools, and yet most organizations think that these tools are a waste of time and money. And then they go about laying off people and rejecting capital investment into strategic projects when it comes to cutting costs. Innovation doesn't always have to be huge, drastic, and disrupting. It doesn't always have to involve the invention of the light bulb or the digital camera, like I talked about in the previous episode. Sometimes, innovation is quiet, and there are innumerable examples. Facebook did not invent the social media, and nobody gave it any importance because they thought there's no money in it, and yet today, it is the biggest giant in social media. Walmart did not invent the business model of selling things cheap. Economies of scale, division of labor, and specialization were suggested by Adam Smith many years ago in his book, The Enquiry into the Wealth of Nations. Nobody clearly understood what they were doing or how they were remaining efficient. And yet, Walmart ate up all its competitors and became the biggest in retail. Pan American Airlines was the big disruption. They practically invented all kinds of airplanes, were a major contributor to the jet engine, and were the first to fly internationally. And yet, it was American Airlines that survived after the deregulation of the airlines industry in 1978. It's a beautiful story about how American Airlines continuously kept making itself more and more efficient. Look it up. These small operational efficiencies, small changes, constantly working on improving the products and services by making minute course corrections in the long run can make a huge difference. And a good mature EA capability in the enterprise can help leaders achieve just that, make small course corrections as they go along, and also manage large disruptive transformational innovation in their stride. EA makes organizational agility possible. EA eliminates the fear of change. In fact, EA makes an organization look forward to change. That's all I have for you today, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show. More about innovation, enterprise architecture, and how we can implement these ideas in the practical world, in the business, right here on this show. Do not forget to subscribe. Thank you for telling your friends about the show and supporting us. If you want to find out more about us, you can visit us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com. If you have ideas, thoughts, disagreements, feel free to write to me directly. We also have a Telegram group. And if you would like to contribute to the EA discussions there, just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio on Telegram. Or the URL to join the group is https colon slash t.me slash enterprise architecture radio i'm very easy to find on linkedin as well you can find all my contact details in the show notes once again i hope you had fun and i'll see you in the next one